0: WGBB, Sports Talk Flashback. On the phone with me now from the city of Calgary in the province of Alberta is former New York Rangers forward and Captain Kelly Kissio. Kelly, thanks for taking some time to talk with me here on New York Hockey Talk. No problem. Kelly, everyone here associates number 11 with former Rangers captain Mark Messier, but you also wore number 11 as captain of this team for over three years.
1: Well, i tell you what, my whole time in New York I enjoyed a great deal Number 11 was a good number for me, and obviously a great number for Mark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, initially, you won number 16 for the Rangers, didn't you?
1: Well, I won that to start with, and then uh, Marcel Dion was traded from right. Los Angeles to uh, to New York, so uh, uh, I, I gave him that number and took uh, number 11.
0: Now, although you had been gone for a few years when the Rangers won the Cup in '94, did you have any feelings about the team after the time you spent in New York?
1: Well, I felt uh, great for the fans of New York. I uh, obviously wish I would have been there for it, but sure. uh, it was it was exciting. Uh, fans in New York are some of the best, in, if not the best, in the world. The most passionate uh, about their Ranger team, and, and it was it was good to watch. Uh, it was good to watch on TV. Well,
0: let's go back a moment to the early part of your career. You broke into the National Hockey League with the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, during the 82-83 season, although I think you played your first full season the following year. Uh, what do you remember about your first year in the National Hockey League?
1: Uh, I, I, came, I came back <laughs> from uh, Switzerland to play that, that year, and I played the last 15 games. And uh, it was a good, those 15 games were really good for me to get a, my feet wet a little bit and see what uh, what it was all about. And, and uh, the next year I prepared obviously a lot much uh very hard to come in and, and hopefully make the team uh for the whole year. So it was uh it was uh, exciting time for me. Uh very nerve wracking. I spent the last month and a half in a hotel. But uh it was uh, it was it was a neat experience that uh I needed and wanted for a longer time.
0: Now, I think you, did you play with, uh, former Islanders head coach Ted Nolan? I think back in, in Adirondack and even briefly with the Red Wings, he was uh, a teammate of yours. Do you remember playing with him?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. Teddy, yeah. And his wife, Sandra. We, uh, we knew each other very well from, from Adirondack days and, then, uh, Red Wings. So, uh, yeah, I know I know Teddy very well.
0: Well, after three plus seasons with the Wings, you dealt to the Rangers in, in 1988. Uh, what were your thoughts at the time about coming to New York?
1: Well, it's kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. When I, when I got traded, I, uh, I was in at my, uh, cottage, uh, here in Alberta and, uh, the night before I got a call from, uh, Billy Carroll, uh, that's out there, I believe. So Billy and I had played, uh, were playing together in, in Detroit and he was out in Ontario and somehow he had found out that I had been traded and I had not known yet. So. He calls me on Saturday night and asks me how I'm how uh how I'm gonna like New York. And I go on, Well, uh, uh what are you talking about? He said, Well, New York, I, I heard you got traded. <laughs> I said, Well no, I, I don't know, but uh which New York team? And he said, Well, obviously for New I said, Well, no, I haven't heard anything yet, Billy and then uh, next morning at uh eight thirty in the morning I'm still in bed and I hear the phone ring. <laughs> and there I is. just look over my wife I look over my wife and I said, Well, guess what, honey, we're going to uh the one in New York. Now, how did Billy yeah. find out before you? I don't know. <laughs> Billy has his connections out in Ontario. They're, they're, a lot of the agents are out there, so uh, somehow we knew, and, and Jimmy Devalano was on the phone at uh, 8.30 that morning, and we're uh, on our way to New York. So we we're excited. We, we, uh, we, uh we went in and and tried to find the house right away and we're excited to go and and see what it was all
0: about now some of the guys on the ranges uh at the time you arrived in new york you had already played with in detroit guys like mark osborne uh willie huber and and ron dugay to name a few did that help you at all in the transition coming to new york
1: a little bit uh you know i'll I'll, I'll always uh uh, if you know somebody going into a situation it's, it's much better we uh it's good for it's good for the uh for the players because as you walk in the question you have twenty twenty five new friends and it's, it's harder on the wise the wise go into a certain city and they don't uh, uh they don't have friends right away and and uh they you know they do trying to find schools for their kids and that kind of stuff right. so it's much harder on the wise it's not so hard on us guys
0: well another guy you played with in detroit that made his way to the Rangers the following year was uh, John O'Grodnick, a guy that along with Brian Mullen, you teamed up with to form a good line for the Rangers.
1: Yeah, well, we're, uh, yeah, we're kind of all known in guys. and We managed to put up some pretty big numbers compared to some of the big, uh, big lines. So we're pretty happy about it. We're still in contact with everybody. Uh, I, I know O'Grodnick, uh, uh, we talk to quite often. Uh, that's much of Mullen anymore, but, uh, uh, we did, we did. It just for kind of a, Three uh, three no-names, we did pretty well most nights.
0: What was the dynamic between you guys? Was there like a straight guy and a prankster? or What was the relationship between you guys on and off the ice?
1: Well, on the ice, we, you know, it's kind of funny because on the ice, uh, Molly didn't say a lot on the bench, and, and usually Johnny, Johnny O and I, myself, screaming at each other <laughs> or giving each other help or something, and Molly just sit in between us and smile. So, uh <laughs> And then off the ice is the same way. We just, uh, we just Johnny O was kind of quiet and uh, off the ice, and and uh, you know we we hung out together, we did a lot of things together. And um, Bobby was a bit of the prankster and better the humor guy, and and a lot of times uh, Johnny o, Johnny O and I were the business guys. So.
0: <laughs> now Roger Nielsen was behind the bench for a lot of your time in, in New York. Was he one of your, your, or where do you rank him? I guess in terms of your coaches throughout your career.
1: Uh, number one, number one for sure. He was, uh, he taught me how to look at the game and, and, uh, obviously I matured a little bit about, uh, by then and, and started, uh, you know, taking the game, uh, more serious and trying to understand what, what was going on. But he, he taught me how to, uh, prepare for games and, and, uh, and look at the game and how to break it down some of his videos that he would come up with and, and uh, how he would the game. So he was, um, I think, uh, my number one coach by
0: far. Well, how would you describe the type of game you played throughout your career? In New York, we were lucky enough to probably catch you at the pinnacle of your career, but I mean, you kind of really did it all. You were on the power play, you, you played the penalty kill, you were out there in all the critical situations. Uh, if you had to describe your, the type of game, how, how would you describe it for yourself?
1: Uh, you would like to be- yourself, but you're on the all-around player. And I think most nights I won. some nights uh, I'm, a, I'm a little smaller guy, and sometimes I didn't have the uh, energy, and, and that was required by myself to compete at a level with some of these guys. Uh, some were a lot more fluid skaters and a lot more, uh, more natural players, and, and uh, I think I had to study the game a little bit more than a lot of guys to make sure that I was... Not getting left in the dust, and was uh, a dependable leader and, and player.
0: I mean, I think part of what made you such a good captain for the Rangers was it just seemed to me, watching you play, that you seemed to always be one of the most hard-working guys out there on the ice.
1: Well, I don't think you can be. Uh, uh, I don't think you can be a captain in the NHL unless you are prepared every night and, and play uh, to your uh, best your ability every night. Uh, the compete level has to be there and has to be up uh, every night if you want to. Uh, you want to be a leader in the NHL, and uh, that's a that's a burden that uh, that fee on your shoulder is a bit of a burden to a lot of guys. For me, it was, was I think it was a uh, uh, challenge, and and uh, I accepted with with some from, uh, from Phil, and, and uh, tried to make it happen every night. Are
0: there any moments in particular from your time in New York that stand out for you, either on or off the ice?
1: Not, no, not not uh, not really. And we didn't win anything, so nothing that way and, and we didn't embarrass ourselves too bad. So I think uh well, I think I, I did my best to go on about my business and, and uh and trying to be a leader on, on the Rangers and I'm afraid nothing really stands out.
0: Was the line you played on with uh, Mullen and O'Grodnick, was that probably the best line you ever played on or were a part of?
1: Uh it was consistently one of the best lines that he ever played that I played on. Um, I had a line of Donnie Maloney and, and Pierre Bruche, I think my first year there. And uh that was you know a pretty solid line. We were kind of a we were checking to a certain point and, and we were able to score a lot of goals through Pierre and and uh Donnie's hard work. So it was uh, that was a good line also, but uh, for the most part that was probably the best line I played on.
0: Well, in May of 1991, the San Jose Sharks claimed you in the expansion draft, and that, of course, ended your career in New York. Were you, were you disappointed to leave New York?
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, I, you know, it still doesn't bother me, but I, you know, it, you know, upsets you. You put a lot of time, a fair amount of time, in trying to build a, a hockey team and, and being a leader on the hockey team and a captain for three and four, four years at the NHLs, and and. Uh, you know, it hurts you a little bit, but they leave you health out there. Somebody the sure. pick you up and make your make yourself move and your family move.
0: Well, after a dozen seasons in the NHL, four and a half of those with the with the Rangers, you retire from the game as a player. And I believe your first position, and you ended your career up in Calgary, and, and you took a position as a scout, I think, with the Flames after your playing career ended.
1: That's right. I scouted for three years with the uh, I think it was three years with the Flames. Uh, First year was a bit uh, part time, just looked after the West uh, Western Canada, the Western Hockey League, and then uh, and then the next two years were full time.
0: Right now, up until this season, you were both the head coach and general manager of the Calgary Hitmen of the Western Hockey League, and now this season you're focusing just on the GM duties, as I believe Dave Lowry took over as head coach of the team this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's uh, it got to a point where uh, I'm a little tired and and uh, And there's a lot of times where I thought I I lost, uh, we have a lot of prospects around here that we, we have to keep in touch with and, and see and develop relationships with. And I just wasn't able to do that as a, as a coach and GM. So it was time to step back a little and, and, uh, let Dave take over. Dave was ready to go. and, And, uh, obviously a very good coach for us. And so, uh, I uh, let him take the reins over I just didn't step back and and uh, doing a lot of other other things that I wasn't able to do before.
0: So now do you have any ambitions to be a head coach or general manager at the National Hockey League level?
1: Well it'd be nice it'd be nice to uh move up and, and do it for a few years and see what it's like, uh, you know, back in the NHL. Um Do you
0: like being uh, behind the sure. bench or would you rather uh be general manager or you like being behind the bench more? Well.
1: Uh, I would probably be suited more for uh, behind the bench. general manager duties are pretty intense and and you have to be fairly well, you have to be very knowledgeable at the NHL and and it takes a year few years to get uh, to that point and I'm not you know, I'm not nearly there, so I think you'd have to be here behind the bench for sure.
0: Well Kelly, it's great to get a chance to catch up with you a little bit. I just wanna thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to speak with me on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, sir. Appreciate you having me on.